This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Right now, we've got to uh, get to some of these baseball games because we do have a smallish slate, but mm, there's still things to bet on in case you don't love golf because we got to cater to some of the baseball fans out there. So, Jenks, let's start uh, with the Tigers and the Red Sox. A good pitching matchup here, at least for the Red Sox. Chris Sale, um, 0-0 with a 21 ERA. So the ERA, not great, but it's only one game into the season. Mm -hmm. Going against Spencer Turnbull, once a high draft pick coming out of the University of Alabama, now starting for the Tigers. So Red Sox minus 150 here, total of 7.5. Jenks, I don't think I want to trust the Red Sox as minus 150 favorites. I don't think they deserve that, honestly. I do not either. I would lean Red Sox, I guess. But I also think that you're you're getting a price on Chris Sale that is too high. I don't think the Red Sox mm-hmm. of all teams should be juiced to minus 150 here. What is the appropriate price? Maybe minus 125, minus 130. And look, this is sort of built into being Chris Sale. He got rocked for seven runs first time out against the Orioles, and certainly I expect him to perform better than that. And Spencer Turnbull, I mean, Mm -hmm. he missed all of last season with Tommy John surgery, so he finally got the start last time out against the Rays, gave up seven runs as well. I see that, and I think, oh, well, maybe the over is the play. But I'm like you. I would either – I would lean Red Sox at a better price, which you're not going to get. So maybe you take a whirl with the Tigers or you go over seven and a hook. Yeah, I don't know. This one doesn't really call my name because at some point we're going to see a dominated game, I think, from Chris Sale. And this is not a Tigers lineup that is one of the better ones, even though that series against the Astros, uh, they won a two of three. So I don't know where that came from. Of course, I was on the Astros in both of those games. So maybe I should not bet against the Tigers once more so i think it's going to be a stay away from me uh also we know that comerica park is more of a pitcher's park even though the wind is going to be blowing out just a touch 13 miles an hour to left field but it's going to be a little cold uh mostly cloudy 49 degrees and uh very humid so i think it trends more towards an under in that regard so there are too many like conflicting factors for me so it's going to be a no play for your girl. Let's move on to the Giants and the White Sox. This one in Chicago where Lance Lynn toes the rubber for the White Sox and the Sox are the favorites, minus 135. For the Giants, it's Alex Wood, the lefty going for San Francisco, and a total of seven and a half runs. Jenks, is there an angle you like here? I think I do like the White Sox at minus 135 Same. here. I got to decide if I want to play it, but this, I think, is a... Fair price. Now, Lance Lynn was just okay to start this season. He also had to start the season against the Astros, so I'm not going to read much into that. He was very solid at the World Baseball Classic. And on the flip side, Alex Wood, I mean, this is a guy who finished last season with an ERA over five. And in his last three road starts last year, he gave up a total of 15 runs. Plus, the White Sox are really good at hitting left-handed pitchers. I think White Sox at home, money line, minus 135 is pretty good bet. Yeah, that's the nugget that I will be chomping into is the White Sox against left-handed pitchers. It's been a trend for like the past three years. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if it's one that's bankable here, but I think if I was going to lean a direction, it would still being the White Sox crushing left-handed pitchers. Alex Wood has been kind of mediocre, like you said. And also, it's a different team this year, but the White Sox still have a lot of power 
hitting right-handed hitters, which makes sense if you're crushing lefties. So I think the White Sox are the play for me. And then looking at Lance Lynn, he was somebody who usually struggled against the Astros. And what do you know? His first start of the season was actually pretty solid. So maybe Lance Lynn has found it because this is somebody who's been a little up and down for the White Sox. And part of the reason why the White Sox were not very good last year, some of their aces and some of their best pitchers didn't have their best stuff, but maybe this is the Lance Lynn that we all kind of knew before last season. So I'm willing to bet on that. Uh, I'll take the White Sox at home, uh, minus 135. Let's go to Atlanta where the Braves, minus 160 favorites over the Padres. Blake Snell going for San Diego and Spencer Strider, the young phenom who misses about just just about every bat, a strikeout king uh, on the mound for Atlanta. Total of seven and a half runs. Jake's. What do you like here? Do you think Blake Snell figures something out, or do you think it's the Spencer Strider no. show? I think it's a Spencer Strider show. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I don't want to lay a buck sixty with the Braves, even though I don't necessarily mind that. But what I would do is I would play first five run line here. It's just a half run. And I think the Braves, with that lineup as good as it is, can absolutely get to Blake Snell. I, don't, I just don't really trust him at all. And oh. maybe that comes from watching him – on the road last season or in the postseason. But Spencer Strider, obviously one of the best in the game. But, man, at home last season, he was an absolute beast. Six and one, an ERA of 2.17. So, Ray's first five run line, again, they just need to be up by a half run, which means a run. Ray's first five run line, minus 110. I like that, especially because early trend alert. Atlanta is one of those teams that does really well in the first five innings. They're a team that likes to pounce early. Mm -hmm. And often, if you look at the team, first five innings runs per game, Atlanta sitting in that three spot, averaging over four runs game in their last three, averaging five runs a game. Like we've bet on some of these Atlanta games and you see it where the score's like 4-1 after four innings and then they don't score any on the reliever. So I think that is the play for me as well. You're banking on the domination of Spencer Strider and also the fact that this Atlanta lineup has been very good against opposing starting pitchers. So that way you don't really have to trust the bullpen of Atlanta as much either. So I do like that. And then Matt put this in the chat. Fellow Matt, Matt Olson has been on absolute fire to start the season and this is something that i saw coming out of spring training this is somebody who was Mm -hmm. a grapefruit league all-star if they had that category uh his total bases prop today is one and a half it's plus 135 for the over if you like that matchup against blake snell i'm trying to think is it matt olson's a lefty though isn't he correct isn't he I think so. I am not sure. I think so, but I'm not sure. Matt, can you put that in the chat? Because I'm not, this is where I'm terrible. I'm like, oh, this guy's a switch hitter. I'm not sure. I don't know, but I like that prop. I think for a guy that's been playing that well and you can get plus money on him, yeah, go for that. He's lefty. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like is that Matt Olson, if he's a lefty and he has a lefty matchup, like that's probably a stay away from me. Uh, Because Blake Snell is a lefty. But still, you know, if you're a good hitter, you can hit anybody. It doesn't matter what side it is coming from. Uh, So we'll see. But any way you slice it, I think we like the Braves and their offense and Spencer Strider. Uh, Let's talk about some fun things before we, you know, maybe get back into some games. Have you seen this celebration that the Cincinnati Reds have been doing? They do this like (laughs) Viking helmet with like a cape after home runs. I sure have. Do you think this is cool? Do you think this is corny? I I think it's cool just because it doesn't make any sense. 
Like there's just nothing to like, there's no, I don't know what the story behind it is, which is what I would love to hear, but I love good celebrations. And this is such a random one. You think the twins would be doing something like this, maybe because it's Minnesota, the Vikings. So why are the reds wearing a Viking helmet and a cape? Is it like a superhero thing? I can't figure out the reasoning behind it, but I'm all about home run celebrations. Like base, this is good for baseball. Anytime baseball can show a little more personality, which has been, I know, a knock for a long time. But this is just one of the little things that I think can make baseball even more accessible and more fun. So, yeah, I'm all about it. Also, I think this is a great thing. When you see this from teams who are not at the top of the the tiers when it comes to best teams, because when you have these teams right. that don't spend a lot of money and they're normally in the cellar of the standings, the morale and the attitudes can get real bad real quick. And yeah. it doesn't feel like a good environment when you come to work every day. So I think this is a good thing for a Reds lineup that, you know, we know they can hit, but they still have some issues. I don't think it's a team yeah. that anybody is taking to, you know, win anything, especially since their ownership has said, like, we're probably not going to be spending money. Uh, but still, <laughs> right. I do think it's a good thing for morale. The baseball season is very long. Any type of things that you can do to keep your team having fun and motivated on a day-in, day-out basis, I think it it is a great idea. Uh, and speaking of celebrations, we have a couple other ones. The Brewers are doing a cheesehead. Real original, guys. Exactly. Uh, and then the Red Sox are lifting inflatable weights. Uh, it kind of reminds me, though, of, do you remember that gif of Benny Biceps? Uh, Andrew Benintendi, <laughs> like that, that gif of him like lifting that huge weight. <laughs> yes. Like yes. he's not on the team anymore. So like, I don't like the connotation there. So which one's better in your expert opinion? Well, first of all, the cheese head is so boring. Like, come on, brewers. You know what I mean? Right? Do something with a beer. You're the brewers. Exactly. I know. I understand. I understand after a home run that you can't chug a beer. Now, maybe a half beer. I don't, that'd be awesome if these guys just went in. Like you hit a home run, you get to the dugout, and as you're walking the dugout, someone throws you a beer, you catch it, you catch the can, you smash it against your forehead, and all of a sudden you just start chugging it. That would be amazing. But the cheese head is lame. The Red Sox lifting inflatable weights is really good because the story behind it where it's, <laughs> it's a tribute to Masataka Yoshida. I did not realize that when he was in Japan, he was known as the Macho Man. And it was Macho Man, not Randy Savage. It was Macho Man from the Village People song from 1978. And I don't know why, whenever I think of that song, I always think of an 8-track player. Because my parents, one of the few memories I have when my parents were together when I was like four or five, is they had this 8-track player in their bedroom. And one of the 8-tracks was the Village People. And I didn't know their whole shtick. I was just like, why are these guys in costumes? But I know this song. Anyway, I think it's funny that they have his number on these inflatable weights and the inflatable weights belong to Alex Cora. It's ridiculous to lift an inflatable weight after a home run. It's just ridiculous. It's just dumb enough to work. What does an 8-track look like? Does it look like a cassette? An 8-track is a – it looks like – it's. I honestly, know what it is. Yes. But I don't know what it looks it, like. It looks like, imagine a, uh, that's probably going to date myself as well. It's almost as big as maybe smaller than a a slice of bread and definitely thicker. And so it's a large slot where you just like, you ever been to a radio station? You've seen a cart? Do you no. know what I'm talking about? Uh, that's what this I, that's is what my I was first job say. in radio, Jenks. 
was, oh god my, i played records on radio at one time so i can tell you about all this nonsense but there was it's just a large cart essentially that uses a shunk like you just put into an eight track player and then i think you just you push a button and it goes from you know one track to the next like it's very clunky but it was very 70s and they had a, a high-end eight track player yeah so basically it's like a cassette right like is it that much different because i know what a cassette is it's much larger but it's the same thing much but larger just bigger it's so yes it's very very similar but much bigger yes you got it nailed it Ooh, because I do remember cassettes, if that dates me at all. I remember recording songs on cassette tapes from the radio station. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yes, I am not super young, unfortunately. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.